How do you do, sports fans of the Rio Grande Valley? And welcome to another edition of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Don't forget, you can catch our podcast every Monday through anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Our podcast is also available through Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Joining me today on the podcast, he works from the Monitor in McAllen, Texas. He covers the UTRGV baseball team and as well the women's basketball team. And I would like to welcome in Mr. Brian Ramos. Brian, how are you today? Doing good, Ray. Uh, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate the invite to talk some uh, UTRGV baseball and women's hoops. I appreciate it, Brian, so much for joining me. You know, uh, this season has been a quite a, a historic season for UTRGV baseball as they made it all the way through the WAC Championship uh, Baseball Tournament this year. What was some of the early signs uh, that it gave you that it could compete and go make a far run in this tournament? Well, um, I, I guess to to speak on those early signs, it, to, to go really early and maybe a, a little further back is, I mean, two years ago, the last time that uh, you, uh, there was a WAC tournament before uh, COVID took away the 2020 WAC tournament, um, UTRGV entered as the number one seed. And uh, that team had a bunch of these guys who returned as uh either as, as seniors or graduate students, whatever it may be you know, on this 2021 team. And I think just that, that cohesiveness and that time and that experience of, of having been there before um, and, and having tasted it. And, and, to, and to be honest, and, and in, the, in their own words, it, it was kind of a letdown, that 2019 uh, uh, WAC tournament where, where they lost both, uh, both games to open the tournament. Um, so uh, this group, I mean, I, I think they, they, they just had it. Um, their bats... Uh, were really good one through nine one, one of the deepest uh, and most dangerous groups there there in the WAC which was pretty impressive so um, this group I, I, I think they, they just had it uh, that that playing together for a few years and and playing at a high level and we saw it pay off there in the WAC tournament. Absolutely you know and one of the things that I really enjoyed about this past season's team was having a little bit of everything whether it was uh, guys from out of state, guys from in-state, and even uh, some guys from the Rio Grande Valley being able to contribute in a very heavy portion where, you know, if there was one injury, guess what? This team had the next guy mentality to fill in. And and for me, that's uh, that was a, a, a eye-pleasing experience to see, even though you don't, you don't like to see the injuries occur. It was just one of those ordeals that Coach Matlock uh, really had at his disposal when he would have uh, no more than two guys deep. But this past season's team had guys go two to three deep. Yeah, and that was, uh, I, I guess, yeah, you're, you're right. It was definitely a theme throughout the season, um, the next man up mentality. And I also think that also comes from uh, Coach Matlock and the staff from ha having that toughness um, whether I mean, when you lose a guy like Conrado Diaz, who's uh, a, who's been a rock in your lineup for the past several years, um, I mean, I mean, to to not really lose uh, to not lose much. I mean, obviously you lose a really talented player, but there was no too much of a drop off in, in production because other guys just stepped up. 
because that was the makeup of the team. Like you said, they, they were deep and they had guys who were, who were ready and willing to, to step into those shoes uh, when, when their numbers were called. And it was just really impressive to see. And I, and I think that once the WAC tournament finally came around, we kind of saw uh, UTRGV at, at their uh, full potential. That, that was their best ball. I mean, they were uh, two wins away from, from winning the WAC tournament. Well, we, we saw it. So um, I, I think that this team uh, was really impressive from, from start to finish to deal with everything that they had to do uh, at adversity wise and to overcome that all to, to advance all the, all the way to the WAC tournament, tournament championship. For me, I guess the one missing piece was just having another quality starter in there. Yes, you had to mix and match a lot of guys and mix and match just about every weekend. But for me, I kind of felt like that one missing piece was just another quality starter that can get you at least six innings deep or perhaps even seven. Uh, I don't know if that would be a fair assessment in your mind. No, I, I agree when, when I was doing some, uh, just some thinking earlier on this UTRGB team. I mean, when, uh, when the WAC goes into this, uh, this four game uh, weekend series uh, against every team, you're, I mean, you're, you, you need to have three guys to win a series. I mean, sure, you can uh, ha have two and, and hope, hopefully your, uh, your day three starter in the bullpen can pull out uh, one of game three or game four. But man, when you have three uh, really solid arms, I mean, you're you're really hard to beat. And in, in my opinion, uh, whether it was injury or, or uh, some guys who, were, who may have been up and down throughout the year, um, I, I think that that that's what definitely hurt UTR's view once they got to that uh, to that whack tournament. I mean, we saw Kevin Stevens pitch on a, it was two to three days rest, uh, man, uh, just just an animal. Um, and, and it's efforts like that that. Um, that just really impressed me uh, about this team. Now, if UTRGV, like you said, um, can add uh, one or one or two more arms, starting arms that can carry them deep into games, that would make a huge difference as to uh, UTRGV um, finishing in the middle of the conference uh, like they did this year and at the top of the conference like they did a couple years ago. Uh, absolutely. And, and you also take a look at the, uh, the position players as well, aside from starting pitching, for me, I, for me, I think it was the catching that kind of stood out a little bit uh, out to me because you got uh, you had two local guys uh, behind a dish uh, doing a lot of the work for you. Yeah, and uh, how about uh, RJ Ochoa, man, stepping in there? And I mean, I, I don't know if at the start of the season, if if he had an idea of how much action he'd see, uh, you know, I mean, when you come into uh, the season as, as a number two catcher behind, behind a guy like Conrado Diaz, but um, man, he, he definitely delivered uh, uh, for UTRGB. And I mean, to do that uh, after transferring from, uh, from a, a junior college was a, a really impressive uh, by him at 287 on the year. And uh, so he, he was a kid that, that just uh, really impressed me every time out. I know he's playing, uh, summer ball right now and he's doing he's doing really well um, there also and then uh, Jacob Sanchez got uh, got his feet wet in, in his freshman season uh, PSJ high alum and uh, so it, that, that was good to see uh, th these two guys deliver and, and step up when their numbers called and I don't know if I mentioned it of course RJ Ochoa the Edinburgh Vela alum um, just uh, uh, really gives you a, a, 
a, a performance that inspires confidence uh, in his future and what he can do these next few years uh, with UTRGB as well as Jacob Sanchez. Absolutely. You know, he was one of those guys that, it, you know, I, I was kind of like, okay, uh, do what are we going to get with this guy? And, you know, and the, and it took me at least three series to fully understand what that potential would be. And boy, did he really uh, surprise me at the very end of the season where he had some very good uh, key at bats and, and showings where, you know, okay, like we have something pretty good with this guy right now. And it would be something that I would like to uh, continue seeing at least for the next two seasons. Yeah. And, and I think uh, when, when you're losing uh, some guys like Andy Atwood and uh, Christian Sepulveda and, and, and guys like that, um, uh, I, I think you, 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 you will see the RJ Ochoa and, and these new kids step up, man. I, I think they're, um, they've this group like Andy Atwood and Sepulveda, they, they laid the groundwork, I guess, uh, for these new kids to, to come in and to carry their own and to keep UTRGV, UTRGV baseball on this upward trend that it has been since Coach Matlock took over. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you, you, you mentioned uh, the upward trend uh, here with, with, within the baseball program. Uh, so, I mean, some of the things that really just uh, uh, lightens up my attention a lot is that Coach Matlock isn't afraid to recruit the Valley and keep and try to keep these kids home uh, while you're, you're losing some of the talent also to other group of five schools or potentially to power five schools. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that's the thing. We got a, a few incoming freshmen on, on this year's class who, um, uh, who are from the Rio Grande Valley and we're losing uh, the, that middle infield, both starters in, Andy Iwood and Christian Sepulveda. So that's two spots that that opened up. And I know we got some returners who will definitely be uh, in, in contention for those spots. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm always looking forward to seeing uh, which uh, uh, Rio Grande Valley high school baseball signees that you know, UTRGV brings aboard and and uh, the, and turn into contributors. I mean, we, we saw it a couple of years ago. It's such a shame that the COVID came and kind of threw a wrench in everybody's plans. And we, we saw some, of course, obviously, who had to transfer out just to get on the field and, and to keep playing because it's really not fair to them. You know what I mean? To uh, have to sit on the on the on the sidelines for another year. So uh, that's one thing that uh, I, I know uh, myself uh, and, and the, the community in general. Uh, is always excited to see uh, whenever there's a, a Valley boy uh, on, on the roster, uh, their families are always there for every game, whether they're playing or not, because that's just how uh, Valley loves its baseball. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that I guess you kind of left in one of the uh, previous sports writers was the uh, uh, Nate Kiltiso coming up with uh, some of the uh, funnier nicknames when he, when he would be a fill-in guy for, public address announcing. I thought that was so clever and so uh, really cheesy as well, too. Yeah, it was it was fun to see. Uh, I think I covered uh, one or two games when uh, Nate was on on the on the PA uh, on the announcing there at UTRGV Baseball Stadium. And and it was always a, a treat, man. Nate, Nate Cotiso, shout out to him uh, for what he did here uh, in the Rio Grande Valley for the, the sports scene 
as a sports writer. And yeah, he definitely uh, always makes things up and made things fun. Absolutely. And, um, it, it, and speaking of all the fun and, you know, and, you know, we, I would dislike to bring up some of the uh, sadness, the, that the women's basketball team had to endure because uh, they were very affected by the COVID plague as well. There were one of the harder team, one of the teams that took the COVID punishment quite, uh, quite to heart because they were almost six, seven um, weeks without action before they could get a game in. And of course, not to mention the men's program uh, losing a Lou Hill in the process as well. Yeah, the this uh, basketball season was, was uh, just so weird for the UTRGV women's basketball team. Um, uh, just looking at, at their schedule earlier, they had three different two-week uh, or 14-day layoffs uh, in this, I guess, what is it, a five-month schedule? Um, that's just insane. How, how do you do anything uh, when you can't even practice and uh, you, you see each other face to face. It, it's, it just puts their, their backs were against the wall and they had to deal with so much adversity um, just to, just to hold the practice. And in doing so, I mean, um, yeah, they, they, the women's basketball team uh, may have struggled, but um, when coach uh, Lord, who uh, is still just bringing in some of his players and, and some of his own recruits, um, it, it, it's hard to, to build that rhythm and, and get that groove and, and that connection and cohesiveness together uh, on the court when everything is just so limited and everything is so against you. So, I mean, this season, it, it's kind of just, you, you hope you, you, you take some good from it, but for the most part, you take the record and throw it out the window because that doesn't really matter. Um, what, what matters is uh, the, the kids you have coming back and what, uh, Coach Lord and this group can do going forward because, um, I mean, prior to this season, they, they were doing some good things. And I, I think uh, with a, a full season under their belt and uh, Lord willing uh, health to everybody within the program and uh, players and staff, um, I, I think they can do some really good things. So that'll be interesting to see how they can uh, piece, piece this thing together after just a, a rocky uh, 2021 season. Absolutely. You know, and yeah, let's uh, continue on this topic with uh, the women's basketball team. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about Coach Lord is that uh, the the next the next player available mentality was uh, such a fr uh, not such a fresh thing, but um, for me it was just kind of exciting to see a lot of uh, mixing and max uh, and mixing and matching rotations to see what he could figure out to do for this upcoming season. And now that he's had time to put uh, a solid recruiting class, which is uh, having a, a few local kids and now bringing back an injured uh, Valeria Tapia back into the starting mix. Uh, what do you kind of see from, from this team in this upcoming season? Yeah, so um, I mean, uh, so one, I, so I've covered, uh, I guess, UTRGV women's basketball since uh, I, I worked for uh, the writer, the, of course, the UTRGV student newspaper. Got to give a shout out to them. Um, but um, so since covering them, they uh, when I first started, they had uh, 
the point guard, Shante Goff, who was just an, an all-whack first-team player, um, one of the all-time leaders in scoring history uh, in, in UTRGV program history, in women's basketball history. And then they go from her to Amara Graham, who, of course, uh, just uh, was just one of the most uh, just effective point guards that, uh, in the WAC during her four years. Um, so now it'll be interesting. That's what I want to see. Who is going to take the reins at that point guard position? I know we got Valeria Tapia back, um, and she's always fun to watch. So it'll be interesting to see can, can she uh, fill those shoes and and uh, and not not so much uh, maybe be exactly the player that that those that uh, Shante Goff and Amara Graham were, but can she lead the team uh, for, from that point guard spot as a primary ball handler? But uh, one one of the uh, I mean. The players that I, I've been most impressed with um, has been uh, it was Sarah Bershears. Um, she's she as a forward to me, she's a prototypical forward that that you want um, at either a, a three or four uh, in women's college basketball. Um, she, she can shoot the three, and she she's big to to be uh, really effective as a defender on uh, in, in the paint and uh, on the perimeter. And she, she, her offensive game is just something that impressed me. And I think she's just uh, scratching the surface um, as far as, as her potential and uh, what she can do. I know she was an uh, all back uh, honorable mention, but um, averaging uh, about 13 points a game uh, in, in conference. But um, to, to me, I, I see her being, being the leader and the go-to player whenever uh, UTRGV needs a bucket. For me, I'm going to be looking at these two players for the upcoming season, season, and I feel like their health has to be at 100%. Uh, Borsu soy, uh, soy from Turkey, and then, of course, uh, she had very uh, uh, limited minutes last season out of Edinburgh, Texas, as uh, Brianna Sanchez. I just feel like uh, they can complement uh, Bershears' game if they like to play that high low type uh, type game where you know they gotta at least get one touch inside the paint in order to to um, to jump start that offense you know if, if if they're able to get both of them in inside the paint and get them uh, roll uh, rolling in the groove I just feel like Lane Lord and his staff can really just jump start this team yeah that, that's one thing I'm looking forward to to seeing them and and like you said, how they complement each other. And, and uh, I'm sure one of them will uh, likely be on the court at all times between uh, uh, Buju and, and Brianna. And uh, yeah, their, their size, they're imposing, their forces down low. And uh, they they uh, are, are a, a lot to be reckoned with that, that teams have to account for uh, down in the paint. Because um, yeah, like, like you said, I mean, uh, they're both dangerous with, with their the ball in their hand, uh, back with their back to the basket. Um, so that, that's uh, one thing I'm looking forward to. And then, uh, Haley Jones, uh, also, uh, her freshman year, uh, a couple years ago, uh, she's, she splashed onto the scene and, and really flashed as, uh, a, a really good player. And, uh, I know she battled some adversity and some injuries, uh, this past season. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how she can take, if she takes another step forward and, and, uh, the player that she begins, she keeps on, uh, developing into as, as well as, uh, some other players like uh, Tiffany McGarity, who had uh, a couple of uh, really good games last season uh, for UTRGV. Absolutely. You know, and I want to close this uh, podcast uh, with this topic. How do you see the new Texas four teams 
uh, playing havoc with both the women's basketball and the baseball program. Uh, I just feel like this is going to make the whack a little bit more entertaining and a little bit more wackier uh, than this conference has has seen in quite some time. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, just uh, I guess just so so interesting to see because I mean we we know uh, how how big uh, Texas baseball is and the high school baseball scene and obviously these high school uh, these really good high school players a lot of times go on they stay here in Texas and uh, pl play uh, for some of these universities. So it's going to be uh, interesting to see, man. I I'm really looking forward to seeing how uh, uh, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, uh, Tar and Tarleton, I know uh, that they competed uh, this past year, but they weren't eligible for the, the postseason. But I, I was impressed with Tarleton, and it just makes uh, life in the WAC uh, that, that much harder for everybody. And I, I know um, in, in, in women's basketball, uh, California Baptist, uh, was at the top this season. Uh, Utah Valley had a pretty good season. So as far as women's basketball, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see if, if California Baptist can keep that level and whether Texas teams um, with UTRGB included and that makes, uh, have something to say about it. And then baseball-wise, man, the, b before the ad adding these teams, WAC uh, baseball was at, at a really high level. We see players drafted from the WAC um, all, all the time, and of course, uh, the WAC teams uh, who uh, lead the nation in, in several uh, statistic categories, or not lead the nation, but they, they may be there uh, in, in the top five in uh, statistical categories. And so, when you add this group of schools, uh, these five new schools into the mix, it, it's it's going to be uh, just uh, fun to see uh, how UTRGV can compete. Um, can UTRGV continue to con uh, contend for? Uh, the, the WAC regular season title and, and the conference, uh, the tournament championship, the way they have these last, uh, this 2021 season and in 2019. So I, I'm looking forward to it all. And uh, I, I'm just glad that uh, you and I have a front row seat. Absolutely. And Brian, before we let you go, uh, can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek of some of the stuff you may be working on in uh, you know, show and uh, showcase a little bit of the stuff that you're going to be working on here in the future with the McAllen Monitor, if you may. Absolutely, Ray. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, yeah, so of uh, course, uh, high school football in, in Texas is, is a really big deal. So uh, we, we, uh, the season kicks off uh, or practice wise kicks off August 2nd. So um, we'll be diving right in with uh, we have the RGVSports.com podcast uh, that's uh, with me and my fellow sports writer, Ivan Palacios, where uh, we'll be talking not just about football, but about all Valley sports and, and even uh, professional semi-pro and, uh, and UTRGV sports here. So, um, yeah, you can catch us there on the, on the RGVsports.com pod and uh, at podcast and RGVsports.com. Um, just bringing you the, the latest in, uh, in, in Valley sports. Absolutely, Brian. And where can they find you on social media? Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at by Brian Ramos. That's B-Y Brian Ramos, uh, Brian with a Y. Uh, so yeah, uh, don't do not spell it with an I or we'll have problems. But no, uh, I, I, pre I appreciate you having me on, Ray. It, it was fun to, to chop it up and talk uh, UTRGV women's basketball and UTRGV baseball. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing how these two programs, uh, what they can do in the future. Absolutely. I, I look forward to see how each program will will flourish uh, hopefully uh, during their, their course of the season. And hopefully I, I'm able to see you at some of these events.
Absolutely ready. Yeah, yeah. After this this weird season, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be out there uh, in the mix and, uh, you know, getting our, get our hands dirty or I say hands dirty, but of course we'll keep them clean because COVID is still around and got to stay. Uh, cleanliness is uh, still very important. So, uh, yeah, can't, can't wait for sports to get underway here uh, next month. Absolutely. Brian Ramos of The Monitor, thank you so much for joining me and I hope to catch you soon. Thank you, Ray. I appreciate it. Uh, and thank you to the South Texas Border Sports, man. I, I, I like everything that you're doing and uh, keep up the good work. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the other side. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.